Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Music went away. <laughs> it faded away, way away. Good morning. It's Drive Time Radio here on 1150 KKNW. I am your congenial host, New York Vinny. And uh, for the next hour, we will take a drive through automobile land or automobilia or automobile land or uh, whatever you want to call it. We will uh, trace through it and bring you some uh, fun stories, some facts. Some information about cars. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm dealing with a little bit of a throat thing today. So if I go dry on you here while I'm doing this, uh, also the fact that I'm in the Wasatch Mountains, uh, just outside of Salt Lake City, or actually I'm in Salt Lake City, uh, which is uh, a, a trip in itself. I took a ride out here to see a good friend of mine who's, uh, who's, um, you know, who I haven't seen in a while. And so we are, uh, we're going to hook up later today and uh, spend some time uh, traipsing around Salt Lake City and took a, a nice drive out here. Well, it was a nice drive. And I'll tell you about that in a second, but it had some exceptions in it. How are you doing this morning? I hope everything is okay. Nathan, how are you this morning? Our producer, Nathan. Nathan, what's up? I'm excellent. It's been a great week. Good. What was? Tell me one thing, one well, thing that was really great about it. Unfortunately, I don't have permission to tell you or announce it, but I'll have to stay tuned, I guess. Nathan, does this involve me having to wear a tuxedo? Something along those lines. I don't know. Not maybe that quite formal, okay. but getting close. But, but okay, I get. I, I think we, I think people get it. So, uh, or at least we we now have created in our minds, thanks to the internet, Facebook, and everything that we want to believe instead of what's true, have now created the image. Well, um, I'm glad that it was a good week for you. Um, I'm, and, and I hope that uh, you can tell us soon, and that um, you'll be very happy in whatever uh, course of action. You're take, now, you're not leaving, are you? Oh, no. Not permanently. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, I'm just... Uh, because we've made a decision, the board of directors of um, Draft Time Radio and Golden V Media got together last week, and we've decided that you can't leave. That we, uh, that we, we like you so much, and we enjoy your company on the show, and you add uh, so much to this radio program uh, that um, that you can't leave. Uh, I've had very few producers in my day that have added as much as you do. And that's, you know, I don't know if that's saying a lot or not, but um, I've had some really good producers over the years. And you add to the show, so. Well, I might leave for we just a little bit, but can. it'll only be temporary. Just gone for about a week. Can I go with you when you leave? Well, you're vaccinated. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I am. I'm fascinated. And I got to tell you, Nathan, it feels so good to be on the road. 
I was just I, about uh, to say you know, to our I, audience, I if you see road, it. I love taking long road trips. I was just about to say to our audience, if you hear a little bit of a delay oh, between us, uh, Vinny's out on the road right now, so the internet connection, he's still coming through fine, but the speed between the internet for me getting to him is a little bit slow, so you might hear a little bit of a bit of a poignant pause between me and Vinny when we're talking. See, that's exactly what I mean. Uh, now, I've had many a producer who would say uh, Vinny's uh, coming in with a little bit of a delay, but I, I never had a producer that would turn to a poignant pause. Right there, Nathan, is why uh, the folks at Hubbard Broadcasting who employ you should, uh, on my recommendation alone, double your salary. So tell us about where you are right now. I can see where you are based on your <laughs> Facebook live feed, but tell us about that to your radio audience. Yes, somewhere somebody just dropped uh, whatever they were drinking this morning. Um, <clears throat> yes, I am in Salt Lake City, so uh, it, it is so good to be on the road, to see people in America moving again, uh, to see people talking to each other again and not having... Now, listen, the stigma has not gone away, but not having that, um, I don't want to go near you, you may have the cooties, you may have the disease, uh, to see people functioning again. Uh, at, you know, maybe not quite normal, but probably about as normal as you're going to function in a pandemic. I can't tell you how gratifying that is, how good it makes you feel, um, how you just feel like, um, Maybe we're going to make, you know, there were times during this thing where I didn't know if we were going to make it through with between the election and the pandemic and everything that was going on. You, you, you know, you didn't know you were kind of shaking a little bit saying, oh, man, what's going to happen next? We got people with, uh, you know, clubs at the Capitol and, and the president doesn't want to leave office and nobody wants to leave their house and nobody can leave the country. You can't even go to Canada. Uh, and there are like closest friends. It's like your brother calling you up and saying, "Well, don't come over the house for a while. We don't want to. We don't want anything to do with you." Now that hasn't changed yet, but I can foresee that happening in the near future because, let's face it, there's a lot of tourist money out there that's uh, waiting to be spent. But uh, just to have that feeling to go into a rest stop and see people milling about and talking to each other the number of rvs on the road is off the chart i mean i passed you know i must have passed 25 30 campgrounds in my trip out here because you don't know, see campgrounds sometimes i'll get off and just look you know and they were jammed with people uh kids playing running around people walking around uh without masks and listen i'm probably the biggest proponent of masks there are out there, uh, you know, I, I truly believe that everybody and I still carry, will carry one. And uh, I went into a Walmart last night, put the mask on, by the way, um, two things on the road that you have to remember, you can sleep in a Walmart parking lot and you can always pay and take a shower at a loves America's bathroom. Uh, it's really, it's, it's great loves. It's um, when I first started, hitchhiking and driving across country, uh, there was a place called Stucky's, which many of you may remember. And Stucky's was like the bathroom. 
if you were hitchhiking somewhere, if you were driving somewhere, if you went somewhere, you could pull into a Stuckey's, open 24 hours, get gas, and, uh, you know, use their bathroom to either shave or and they didn't have showers or anything like that. And it wasn't a truck stop like Love's is, but it was a place where you could get your bearings together on the road a little bit and get a, you know, a, um, what was that? A, uh, what was it? a pecan, pecan shake. Good stuff. And Stuckey's have, for the most part, gone by the wayside, but Love's has replaced them as a place where you can go, you can shop, you can, uh, you know, grab a, a Cinnabon in some places. In other places, you can grab one of those uh, skanky hot dogs that have been sitting on that roller grill for a few hours. Who knows, maybe a few days in cases of a, a worse, uh, you know, a not-so-traveled location. But anyway, it was just good to be out there. It was good to see people out there. I left uh, um, Seattle. I'm driving out driving Salt Lake City, Utah, I'm making a big U, and then I'm going uh, to San Francisco after this. And uh, it, it always amazes me uh, the beauty of this country and how we, you know, I, I think what, what we need to do is take everybody in the country and take them out to northern Arizona or Utah in full view of the Wasatch Mountains and let them absorb for a little while what this country is about, which is the majesty, the beauty, uh, the incredible people that live out in this stuff. You know, you're driving on a, on a road and you come to a house and then there's not another house 10 miles down. Those are the people that are interesting. Those are the people that me I love to talk to. Uh, and, you know, in these days, you know, probably the smartest thing in the world is to not, to not walk up to somebody's door out in the middle of nowhere and knock on it. But you do. You want to learn more about these people. You want to go to the diner. I was in a little place last night. It's the first town you really come into as you come uh, from Idaho into Utah on 84. If you're going to go this way, like if you're going to drive to Vegas from Seattle. And you get into this, you know, you get into this town, it's called Snowville. Great name. And in Snowville, you come in and there's, you know, the town is two blocks long. One block this way, one block that way. And it um, and, and I'll get these pictures. Matter of fact, if you go to my uh, Facebook, there's some pictures from Snowville uh, from last night that are on there. And it's just this amazingly, you know, you, you go to, you go there, and everybody in town on a Friday night is at this diner, and they're all talking to each other. They're all communicating with each other. And there's trucks outside uh, with Biden stickers on them, trucks outside with Trump stickers on them. Nobody's eating each other up. Nobody's arguing and screaming at each other. Nobody's following somebody down the hall and harassing them. They get along. And maybe that's what the automobile does for you in some sense, is it allows you to go out there and see people and talk to people 
and get along. And that's what we need a little bit more of these days. Now, if you go out to get along, it's going to cost you. The price of gasoline is ridiculous. It is, um, <clears throat> it's crazy. It's, you know, 385 in Utah. Three, uh, you know, four dollars in Seattle, five dollars in California. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's price gouging. I don't know if it's supply and demand. I know that we went into over the um, <clears throat> over the past few weeks. We've talked every week about uh, gasoline prices and how they're going up, and the tanker truck shortage, the driver shortage, and so on and so forth. Of course, the events of last week with the pipeline and the hacking is even more of a strain on a system that seems to be already strained. Now, we didn't feel much of that back here as far as people panicking and going and filling up plastic bags with gasoline. Have you ever seen a stupider thing in your life than to take a, a plastic bag and fill it up with gasoline? Did you people not play with water balloons when you were younger? Did you? I, I mean, I just don't. At some point, <clears throat> you just uh, you look at people and fill up plastic bags with gasoline and you just shake your head. And, and, and you just start to wonder how stupid can you be? How uneducated can you be to fill up? I mean, you, you take that, you put it in your trunk. It's like you're driving a time bomb. You might as well just fill that thing up with, um, I don't know what they used to make, bombs. But you might as well fill you know, TNT or whatever, or nitroglycerin. You may as well just fill up your trunk with that drive down the street. I'm shocked that it hasn't happened already. I'm shocked that some two cars or static electricity or anything that can set one of the most volatile liquids uh, known to our society in gasoline. I'm shocked that somebody hasn't blown up. Uh, you know, in the middle of some downtown Main Street or something like that. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Please, please, please don't put gas in plastic bags. I don't think anybody in this audience would, but if you see somebody because if you see somebody putting the plastic in a bag, talk to them, stop them, tell them, hey, this is crazy. At least go to Walmart and get yourself a five-gallon can. What the heck did it cost you? And at this point, that's what you know. That's but that's what's going on back east. That the fact that people are hoarding the gas, so they're creating a bigger supply. So it's affecting us out here, and it's a shame. Uh, it's it's. Maybe it's going to subside. Maybe it won't. But for all of you who said, hey, you don't buy that big pickup truck. 
Uh, what the heck? I could do with a, you know with, with one that gets better gas balance, but uh, you know we're America. We got all the gas we need. <laughs> uh, so now the companies, all of a sudden, uh, car companies are in a rush to bring out smaller pickup trucks. Something that we've talked about here on this show since we started how pickup trucks have become outrageously sized and how smaller pickup trucks, instead of more gas efficient, more economical, will do the job for what you're going to do, probably just as good, unless you're towing a big good to trailer. But again, you know, you, you know this, this need to have the biggest, to have the best, you have to spend $85,000 on a pickup truck. I mean, 85000 when I bought my first new pickup truck, I paid, I don't know, $3,700 for it. So I could have, I could have bought a fleet of them with what you're going to pay for one pickup truck now. The prices are ridiculous. And the companies keep raising them and raising them. There was a study done this week uh, talking about how the price, the, just the base price of a pickup truck has gone up over the past three years, like 20%. It's, uh, it, it's amazing to me, but people want that feeling. Well, if he's driving that big pickup truck, I got to drive that big pickup truck because if I get into an accident, but oh boy, crazy, absolutely crazy. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. We will, um, I'll give you a little bit of a, uh, a, a story about my trip out here yesterday, which was, um, had me scratching my head uh, in the state of Idaho. And of course, with Idaho being such a place for uh, potatoes, I was wondering if I was scratching Mr. Potato Head. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny with you here on 1150 KKNW. It's time to winterize. And at Sinclair, that means check. Lubricate, check. Transmission and differential, check. Hoses for leaks, check. Fan belt, check. Drain radiator. And put in Sinclair antifreeze. Change to Sinclair Triple X. The multi-grade motor oil. With nickel added to armor plate your engine against winter wear. Finally, fill up with Sinclair Dino for fast winter starts. Worry about winter, what for? You've got Sinclair winterizing. It's time now, winterize at the sign of Sinclair. At Sinclair, we care about you, about your car. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, back with you here on Drive Time Radio, New York. Vinny with you. We're hanging out, having a good time. Live from Salt Lake City. One of the things I'm very excited about today, there's two things that I, um, I'm, I'm planning to uh, do today while I'm here. Number one, 
is uh, head back up uh, a little north of Salt Lake City and then west of Salt Lake City and head to the Bonneville Salt Flats. Um, uh, we had actually planned to do the show this morning from the Salt Flats, uh, but there was no, I couldn't find a good uh, internet or cellular signal there. So we couldn't, um, you know, the hotspot wouldn't work or anything like that. So unfortunately, I guess they have it, but they turn it off when uh, they're not using the, you know, the actual speedway out there, the international uh, speedway. But an incredibly historic site for anybody who's into cars. And even if you're not into cars, it's just an incredible site, as you can see behind me. But if you are into cars and if you are conscious of, uh, you know, the, the, the great land speed records of the 60s and Spirit of America, names like Craig Breedlove and Andy Granatelli, or even... If you've seen the great movie that was out um, probably about 10, 12 years ago, maybe a little longer than that now, uh, World's Fastest Indian with Anthony Hopkins playing Burt Monroe, who uh, set a land speed record at uh, Bonneville Salt Flats for motorcycles. It's a magical place that carries with it um, the spirit of Native Americans that have walked this country uh, way before we got here. And by we, I mean the average white guy that drives a pickup truck uh, way before, way before African-Americans uh, were here, way before anybody. There's the spirit of those humans. Then on top of that, uh, there is the spirit of this place where it was decided at some point would be the best place in the world to go in a straight line from point A to point B and do it as fast as you can. Do it as quickly as a jet plane flying overhead. It's, a, it's an incredible place. I've been there before. I'm looking forward to going back out there again today. It's just a spectacular place. Now I'm not driving, I guess, you what, what you would consider the uh, greatest land speed record car. I'm, I'm driving, once again, uh, what has turned into one of my favorite road cars. If you are uh, somebody who uh, does a lot of traveling uh, and doesn't want to go the SUV route, uh, I am now on in my third third or fourth, fourth long trip in the past two years, or three years, really, in a Toyota Camry. And uh, this car squeezes driver comfort, uh, you know, all the things that you want, uh, uh, a good amount of horsepower, passing power. It'll do 85 uh, without breaking a sweat, uh, and the speed limit here in Utah as well as in Idaho is 80. So you're, you know, you, it, it keeps you up at that speed limit and yet gets, I mean, at 80 miles an hour, I think I got 18 miles to the gallon. So for a big car, which the Camry is, 
that was a nice, uh, nice little thing. And, and by the way, Nathan, I think I just did <laughs> Yo Vinny, didn't I? <laughs> Yo Vinny, what were you driving this week? Ah, oh, there you go. Thank you. This is why I like Nathan. He thinks on his feet. Um, well, I, I get the Camry, and, and uh, as far as a highway car, a car that you know you take out, you get it, you take it out on the highway. It's not a BMW. It's not a Lexus. It, although it comes close to a Lexus, uh, but it's a great road car. And we have, I think, in this country, lost sight of great road cars. Cars that, you know, everybody wants to take an SUV on the road. Everybody, you know, this, that, this is a four-door sedan that gives you um, driving uh, a, a sense of we're on vacation. Like when we were kids, when we were kids and the family piled into dad's car and, and took off and you went up to Lake George or you went here, you went there or out to Lake Chelan or something. That's what this car gives you the sense of. It has that kind of feeling to it. So um, in the, on the road with that car, with the uh, Camry, great, uh, great job. So anyway, uh, I, I'm, I'm driving out here to uh, Salt Lake City. I get into Idaho, which, uh, you know, I'll probably never do again, to be honest with you, except if I got to go up to my friend's cabin, if he invites me up uh, anymore. Um, so you're going to die to hope. But I'm driving along and I'm just, uh, I don't know, it's by some town in Idaho. And I'm doing 80 miles an hour, the speed limit. There's really no need to go faster than 80 miles an hour. When uh, the speed limit is that, you do it. You pay attention because everything happens a lot faster in 80 than it does in 60. And so I'm coming down, and there's a state police <clears throat> cruiser sitting, you know, on a divider. So I'm 80, go past. And out of my rearview mirror, I see uh, the cruiser kind of slip into traffic. And I'm like, oh, no, what is? Because anytime you see a cop car behind you, uh, you always think that you're the one that they're going to pull over, right? I mean, it's kind of natural. So I'm cruising down, <clears throat> and two, three, four, five miles, nothing. All right. So I'm still at my 80, 81 miles now. I think I had the cruise control set for. And um, all of a sudden, I see the car, like, making its way through traffic. And she gets up, like, right behind me. And I mean, right behind me, I'm like, oh, no. You know, the car has Texas plates on it. I'm figuring this is not going to be my lucky day. So I put my turn signal on because I'm in the left lane, mind you. Uh, traffic is clear. I throw my turn signal on and I get out of the way, which is what you do, right? Now, mind you, I like the siren. The siren are not on yet. But I move over and I get out of the way. It's safe to do so. I have the, uh, you know, the, the, not only do I have my vision, which shows me this great visibility and it's not if it's nothing on my right, but I have the blind spot indicators, which are not lit. 
So I know it's safe to go. So boom, turn the signal on and I go, get out of her way. Well, it says you're supposed to get out of the way of emergency vehicles, right? Okay. Soon as I make the, make the lane change, she pulls in behind me, lights, pulls me over. All right. And, and, I'm, and I'm befuddled because I can't think of anything, anything that I did that was wrong. I, I, I'm perfect by the book. And I've been driving long enough to know what perfect is. So pull over, she gets out. I sit in the car, I put my hands up on the dashboard because, you know, <laughs> you just don't want any problems these days. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. That's it. So she goes, she comes around, roll down the right window, right side window. She says to me, hi, I'm trooper yada yada from uh, the Idaho State Police. And uh, I pulled you over today. And now you tell me if this is the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. I pulled you over today because you didn't, you signaled too quickly. In Idaho, our state law says that you have to signal for five seconds. You only signaled for three. As I said, I'll repeat it in case you're in shock. You're supposed to signal for five seconds. You only signaled for three. Not that you unsafely changed the lane not that you pulled over in a uh, in a reckless manner. Not that you, you know, endangered somebody by pulling over because there was nobody at that point on the right. The person that was on my right, I had passed. As a matter of fact, I even sped up a little bit to pass him because there was an entrance ramp coming in and I didn't want to move over into the right lane it, when there was an entrance ramp there, so I'd give somebody a, you know, wouldn't crowd somebody if they were coming in. I know how to drive. I know how to, I know how to be a good driver, a good citizen of the road. So, there you go. I got, I violated the five-second rule. Now, I haven't um, read the Idaho law yet. I didn't familiarize myself with the Idaho um, driver's manual before I crossed the line from Washington into Idaho. I didn't do that. And maybe that was my bad. Maybe I should have pulled over at that welcome area and familiarized myself with every traffic law in the book. I should have gotten out the uh, Idaho Revised Code and went through it and read it. Uh, to, to, to say I was in shock was an understatement. 
to say I was in shock. It was like, and, and it was all I could do not to say, are you kidding me? Because I didn't want to disrespect the officer. I didn't want to, you know, be one of those people that start giving her, well, I, I, I'm a, my lawyer and this and that. Uh, you know, I, I try to reason with people. I try to, uh, you know, to to uh, respect people and reason with them. And um, so then she's like, let me have your license, your registration, your insurance card. Well, I'm driving this fleet vehicle from Toyota, so it doesn't have a regular registration. It has a fleet registration, which has, you know, every plate number the Toyota has from Texas, where the vehicle is registered, where Toyota is headquartered, um, which, by the way, I've been driving vehicles from uh, for the last 30 years. Uh, so she looks at it. And said, well, this is not a valid registration. So now it's like, okay, well, where's the valid registration? And so now she can't figure out, I have to explain to her what I do, where the cars come from, the whole thing. I show her my agreement. We always sign an agreement when we use these cars to evaluate them, um, you know, there's an agreement that you signed. And I had a copy of that in my phone. But that wasn't good enough for her. So for two and a half hours, two and a half hours, we are on the side of the road while she is trying to establish that I'm driving in a car that is an actual car. She can't find a VIN number, even though I show her where it is. She can't put it into the computer, right? Uh, you know, just an apps. I'll tell you what, if, if you're looking to bring tourists back into Idaho, sitting on the side of the road and pulling them over when they have out-of-state plates is not the way to do it. I, uh, I, I just was so shocked. So finally, it all came to an end. I, you know, I pulled off the road, sat there for a while, got back on my way and, uh, you know, calmed myself down because, you know, this is a thing where you're getting frustrated. But as you well know, it, there's no sense in getting frustrated with a police officer. It's not going to help you at all. As a matter of fact, it'll more than likely hurt you. But make no mistake about it. I was not happy. I was supposed to be out here, you know, I, I mean, it, it cost me three hours of road time, three hours of my trip. It cost me being able to see my friend last night instead of waiting till this morning. And it was just, and, and I mean, she had the sheriff uh, helping her out and another, another policeman came and they had three cops there. And, uh, you know, between Manny Moe and Jack, they couldn't figure anything out. And listen, uh, the ridiculousness of the premise of why I was pulled over. I, listen, I make mistakes. I 
I've made unsafe lane changes in my life. I'm not a perfect, I'm a good driver. I'm a very good driver, but I've made mistakes. But this was just, this was picking on somebody. Uh, I believe because I had an out-of-state plate and she was looking for something and she kept looking for something. She was looking for something to arrest somebody. And how do I know that? Because while I was sitting there in the parking lot of this um, Carl's Jr. off of the exit of the ramp, not five minutes after she left me, she came off the same ramp with a, a guy in a Mazda. And the guy in the Mazda wasn't so lucky because she found something that was wrong with him or his car or whatever. He was snapped into handcuffs and his car impounded. And I just, uh, again, I, uh, I, uh, it's, if that's the law that you have to leave your blinker on <clears throat> for five minutes, when you are getting out of the way of an emergency vehicle, <clears throat> that's a pretty ridiculous law. And, uh, you know, I just tell you the story, probably more than anything else to get it off of my chest. Uh, and, and the ridiculousness of being pulled over for not leaving my signal on for two seconds. Again, it's not that I didn't signal. It's that I didn't leave the signal on for two seconds. I left it on for three instead of five. By the way, I got a warning for that. So that's my story this morning. I'm pretty upset about it. And I, uh, I, I just, I guess what I'm telling you is that if you are traveling to Idaho this summer vacation season, if you are one of those people who love to uh, travel, when you go to Idaho, Make sure you leave your darn turn signal on for five seconds. I would suggest getting everyone in the vehicle every time you turn your signal on in the state of Idaho to go 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, and then turn your signal off. And if you go back into the other lane, one, one, it'll give you, a, you know, a beautiful feeling of together, uh, togetherness in the car. And maybe you won't get harassed by a state trooper because that's not their job. The job is to protect and serve. Their, their job is not to harass people. The two and a half hours she had me on the side of the road, who knows how many guys went by or people went by with safety violations, with um, all kinds of different things that were serious crimes. I'm sorry, 
but I just don't consider two seconds. Now, if I had not signaled, then I would say you pull me over. I couldn't argue with you there. But for two seconds, um, you just, it was ridiculous. That's not how you treat people. All right, I've said my piece about, I know, I know I'll have a ton of my friends who are King County deputies and so on and so forth uh, call me and tell me what was going on. By the way, quickly, uh, speaking about King County deputies, I just want to say um, that uh, if you go to baseball games at Safeco Field or at uh, T-Mobile Park, you have probably at one time or another seen Pierre Fleury was King County Sheriff's deputy and just a hell of a nice guy. A great guy. Uh, a man's man, uh, whatever that means. But, you know, he's a guy that you sit around, you like to talk to. You like to, uh, you know, hear what his stories about being a, a sheriff and a cop and so on and so forth. And uh, uh, Pierre is retiring. He is, uh, you know, one of the, the, the deputies that are assigned to, uh, you know, protect the players, uh, be on the field during games, run after the nitwits that run out onto the field and tackle them, maybe push their face in the dirt a little bit. So Pierre Fleury, um, happy, happy retirement. You, you did a stellar job. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure seeing you at ball games. And uh, I hope that at some point in, uh, in our time here on this earth that you and I get a chance to go sit in a, a seat at a Mariners game and just uh, not be on duty, but just sit there and, uh, and, and drink a beer and eat some peanuts and enjoy the game instead of having to keep your eye out for uh, which nitwit is going to jump out of the stands and run onto the field. Let's drive time radio. I'm New York. Vinny will be back with our uh, cartoon coming up here in just a minute. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Right back with you on. You women have heard of KKNW, and good morning to our audience in Antwerp. It's Russ Simber there. Uh, so rightly pointed out, we are worldwide on the web 
You can also hook up with us during the week at uh, face on Facebook, on Twitter, on um, Instagram, and uh, coming soon to TikTok. Uh, I think some of the stuff I do probably will play, play well on TikTok. I've been told by a number of people that I should try it. So there we go, another social media platform getting ready to ramp up. Okay, uh, it is uh, time for a Saturday morning cartoon because uh, cars and music go together so well. Every week we pick out a song and play it for you so that you'll have a musical interlude in this radio show. To this morning, uh, because we're out here in Utah, the Salt Flats, we're near them. Figured we'd pick out a song about the Bonneville Salt Flats. This is a guy named Drew Gatewood, who um, I don't know anything about him. He doesn't say much about him on his website, but he's got a good voice and a good blues riff. And, you know, really, that's all you need uh, when you're on the Saturday morning cartoon. There you go, Drew Gatewood and uh, Salt Flats Fever. You know, it's interesting in researching um, some of the stuff about this uh, Saturday morning cartoon. It's a number of people that actually go out to Bonneville and record out there. They set up their, uh, you know, their recording equipment on the Salt Flats. I don't know if there's something about the air or the salt or it's just cool to be out there in the middle of nowhere with nothing around you or whatever it is but uh, I was I was surprised to see the number of people that go out there and record and we will we're going to record some stuff out there today so hopefully we will uh, be able to next week bring you uh, some recorded stuff uh, from the Bonneville Salt Flats which by the way Great article on Hemmings uh, this more uh, written a couple of years ago about the disappearing salt flats. The salt is wearing off of the salt flats, which threatens its um, viability as a place to race. And um, they're really now trying to make a decision, trying to figure out if they're going to continue to let people race on the U.S. In Department of Interior, uh, Bureau of Land Management land uh, that the Bonneville Salt Flats sits on. There's uh, kind of competing things going on between environmentalists and uh, people that, uh, you know, envy millions of dollars that this brings in in tourism every year, uh, whether they are going to continue to do this out there. And I, I find it fascinating. I hope to go out there and find out more of the story uh, today. But if you want to go on Hemmings Auto News uh, and just check it out, Google the article, Bonneville Salt Flats Hemmings, it'll come up. And there's, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be some controversy over this because it, it's funny. Nobody would know much about the Bonneville Salt Flats if it wasn't for the auto racing, and if you take away the auto racing, you know, what's that going to do for the people that now live out there, the economy and everything else? So it's something to be, uh, to keep an eye on. All right, time now for the Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, nothing ugly about uh, this week's uh, a drive time road test vehicle, a 2021 
Kia Sorento. If you know me, you know I'm a fan of Kia. Uh, they just introduced uh, their electric uh, SUV yesterday. Uh, it is uh, a, a fantastic uh, looking vehicle. Uh, the Sorento, which is their midsize uh, SUV, is, um, is one of my favorite cars and has been. And for 2021, they have redesigned it. It's, it is a three-row SUV. Uh, U.S. News says uh, gives it their best three-row SUV for the money award, uh, which uh, is, is something that you know that they base it on value, on reviews, and and they're really. Um, you know, stingy with this award. It says that they don't just give it to anybody, but the Kia Sorento um, scores on so many different areas. Let's start it out with the exterior. A sharp looking vehicle for 2021 Sorento has returned to the more traditional SUV look. It looks kind of like a, you know, a mini Telluride, a smaller version of the Telluride. Uh, and, um, easy to get in of, easy to get out of. Plenty of back seat room, plenty of cargo area, uh, a sharp character line, the front uh, looks nice. It's just a very, very um, athletic and regal looking SUV. The other one, the, the previous to 2020, looked more like a Porsche. Looked more like it had that uh, Porsche SUV front end to it, uh, attractive, very attractive car, uh, but this goes more along the lines of that um, that traditional SUV. Open it up, get inside, and the, the Kia shines. The materials used in the interior are fantastic. The third seat uh, makes it a winner. Even though it's cramped back there, it's still a winner. You can still put one or two people back there in an emergency. Um, I wouldn't want to drive across country in it, but in an emergency, you have that, uh, you know, the ability to put a couple of kids back there or something like that. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's the Kia system. Uh, that they use the infotainment system is among the best in the business. It's easy, it's intuitive, it has touch screen as well as the control uh, on uh, the console. There's plenty of little cubbies to put stuff in, plenty of cubbies in the back to put stuff in. It has these really groovy cup holders that are uh, in the back seats that are actually molded into the top of the door. Uh, you know, the door sill so that you, when you put your coffee or your drink in there, it's sitting up high, not down low. You're not scrambling for it. Also, Kia has been smart enough as they have done since the Telluride is to put um, USB ports, not only in the back seat, but in the back back seat, in the way back seat, back, 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 back. So that you can plug in if you have kids back there, they have the video games or whatever. You can plug in and charge them and get their power. Uh, it, it's the little touches that make the Sorento uh, a, a great vehicle. Now, I had the um, X line 
which is, um, you know, very, very low, comfortable, athletic, uh, you know, a serious contender against anything you're going to put up against it. And uh, again, the R line, excuse me, the X line, I keep thinking, <laughs> you know, uh, has additional stuff in it that make it an off-road, you know, give you a little bit more of a, uh, an air of confidence in taking it off-road, even though I know many of you uh, will not. Uh, but as far as styling, as far as uh, uh, the way it runs, uh, the reliability of these things, and I think this one I was driving was around 37000 bucks, so cheaper than the Volkswagen. Uh, that we talked about last week and comparable to that Volkswagen. Uh, the all-wheel drive, of course, as I said, there is a hybrid available and uh, complete safety equipment. Every safe piece of safety equipment, and they've now carried over that um, the thing I love, which is the blind spot camera in the dashboard so you don't have to take your eyes off the road. It's right there in the dashboard, the electronic dashboard when you hit that turn signal, you can see your right or see uh, to your left wing behind you. So uh, the Kia Sorento, I think, I put it near the top of um, any mid-size SUV shopping list. It was a pleasure to drive it. And it had the best color, this great green color of any SUV I've driven this year. The color was fantastic. So take a look at it. That'll wrap it up for drive time this week. We thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch up with you next week uh, back in Seattle if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Thanks to everybody who made the show happen. And we'll see you next week. Peace, love, and manage shepherds, baby.